Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 196 of Take Him With You for November 4th, 2012. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And today, if you haven't figured it out yet, we're going to be talking about Harry Potter. So stick around because my wife, my daughter-in-law, and my daughter are all going to have an interesting discussion since they read the first book and want to talk about it. Thanks for joining us. Should have fun, huh? Indeed. Indeed. like that dubstep music um no nah you love it it's your favorite ever not at all yeah but that's okay hey everybody what's up we made it it's your birthday it's your birthday it's your birth was your birthday it was my birthday yesterday Uh uh-huh yeah but we kind of i still were celebrating today yeah because i went out to your birthday with a couple of high school friends and you'll celebrate after the 16th as well How's that? Oh, I don't know. Just the gift that your son and I got you. Oh, yeah. I was rather surprised about that. Well, we'll talk about that in a moment. Yeah. Stick around, everybody. It's going to be a fun show today. Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports... Commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen, too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee, Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant Golf Clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your Anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at AnomalyPodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by Jewelbeat.com The Anomaly podcast is cool. They have a new episode out, but they, a, a newer one should be coming out soon. 
But our friend Sue, who was editing that supplemental podcast, actually... uh, Doesn't have electricity. Yeah, and it's on Ghostbusters, and they were going to put it out for Halloween, but obviously that didn't work, did it? Yeah, that doesn't work very well when... She might not have have power for nine more days. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, all of our, our prayers and thoughts go out to all you folks over mm-hmm. on the East Coast. That that was just crazy. We know what it's like. We've been through yeah. one. We, we went through a hurricane where our power was out for six days. Yeah. And, and we had to move out of our was, house. And we didn't have water for a couple of those days. We had to get rainwater from outside. It was crazy. So It, it was very nuts. It was very crazy. But, um, yeah, thankfully that was short-lived for us i mean it seemed like forever because we were out of our house for six weeks while it was getting repaired it all worked out but it worked out and yeah at the time it was you know people helped and it was really cool so yeah i'm glad we'd uh, i don't really ever want to go through that again no definitely not so we feel for the folks that are going through it all over there well Gosh. you know last week when we were were starting the podcast they were bracing for it to hit yeah and so it's already been a week and yeah. it may be seven more days eight more days nine more days so a lot of people get power uh, yeah. yeah and and i we were just watching a episode of 2020 that you had recorded and it showed the jersey shore um amusement park i can't remember what it's called but yeah it you know a the lot boardwalk. of the boardwalk in jersey and you know, a lot of people on the East Coast, they remember going there for their summer vacations and, you know, having lots of family time there and teenage time. And and um, it's gone. The boardwalk's gone. It's just a mess. So, you know, I mean, and that's probably the least of their worries because their priority is getting homes and inf- infrastructure back working so they have transportation and can get to their jobs and have homes to come home to and you know but but it's just it was wow that was just what it was wow yeah to say the least Mm -hmm. so anyway we're hoping everybody's doing okay yeah that's for sure craziness well our week was nuts too it was busy yeah Mm -hmm. to say the least as well yeah we we um had our power flicker on and off but it didn't go all the way off um we had lots of rain lots and lots of rain and wind yeah. but nothing compared to nothing compared to what the East it Coast did remind happened. me a little bit of dagobah okay the swamp where yoda lives yeah or yoda lived or he wasn't real yeah he wasn't he was a puppet <clears throat> but nice he was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and wrinkly and green and he didn't like what luke skywalker ate how do you get so big eating food like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and it was all pretend. No, it wasn't. It was really raining hard here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was here. But Dagobah is a pretend place, which, you know, Lucas just made, you know, millions and millions or billions. Was it billions of know. dollars off of it? <laughs> he, sold, um, he sold Lucasfilm to um, Disney for four point six billion dollars and then from what i understand gave all the money away yep to charities that's pretty cool i guess when you're a rich man like that you can do that and yeah make a difference in the world which is really cool of him yeah yeah it is cool you know how much money do each of us really need i mean more well some some of us need more (laughs) but some people like have so much money they don't know what to do with and it's just less 
have a headache to give it away. I guess so. We've never had that problem, yeah, but yeah. you know, some people do. A very small minority <laughs> of people do. <laughs> Most people listening to this podcast probably don't have that problem, but yeah. Yeah. So how was your week? Well, it, what it did was you do? pretty busy. Yeah. Lots of work. And then um, Friday um, was your birthday. was my birthday. Yeah. And your parents came down and went out to lunch with us. Yeah, we went out to Ocean Palace, and a Catherine nice made Chinese me, restaurant. Catherine had made me breakfast. Yeah, she and did. And we went out to lunch. And then we hung out with your parents. And my mom came out to lunch, too. We hung out with your parents. And then... We went to your um, art gala. Mm -hmm. I had four of my new works in the uh, Grace Harbor College art fall art gala. And you got to be your social butterfly self and talk well, to lots of people. Try to sell some stuff, you know. Yeah, and so you got to. Visit By the way, if with you want to see the display and you want to see my artwork, you just go to artbymoyer.com. Yep. So that was fun. And then that was pretty cool. I, yeah. Then we came home, and um, sadly, I thought maybe we could watch some TV. Yeah. We well, sat, no, the kids came over. That's oh why. yeah, that's why. So the kids came over and had pie with us. The older I, kids. I made pies on on Thursday. For your birthday. Because I don't really like cake, so I made pie. I would have made her a cake. I just don't do. I don't make pies usually. Yeah. So I made pie. And then we had the kids over after the gala, visited with them for a while. When they went home, it was already kind of late, but we thought, well, why don't we watch something we recorded? So we sat down to try to watch We wanted Fringe, Fringe yeah. And it was really and, gross. And both of us kind of fell asleep through most of it. And not that it wasn't a good show, it's just we I waited too late to watch it. I fell halfway through, so I don't know what happened, and then we had to watch it again today. To Yeah, so we I think we finally got the gross. gist of it, but yeah, it was a little bit grody. Eey. But Fringe is that way sometimes, so I don't know why I started watching it. I don't either. I started watching it before you did. Our good friend Wayne Henderson, mm -hmm. him and Metal Dan, Yeah. they do a podcast <laughs> called the Fringe Casting Podcast. It's mm -hmm. really good. I think I started listening to that before Before you me, did, yeah. Too. Actually, yeah. they're the ones that got me back into listening. Yeah. Or, I mean, watching. Because mm -hmm. I was listening to them, and I thought, I should watch this because it sounds cool. And I'm glad I did because well, it's a lot better this it's, year It's me. a very unique show. Uh -huh. it, it, it deals with all kinds of science fiction. So, do you, By the way, do you know you how you catch it. a unique butterfly? You unique up on it. You unique up, you unique up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I've heard that before. I told vampire jokes on Halloween. Yeah, I I saw that. Mm -hmm. That what do you get when you cross a a vampire and a snowman get married? <laughs> or what? Oh, a a snowman and a vampire got married and had a child. And right. what did they name it? Well, that was there's more to the joke than that. Uh, yeah, basically. It was more cool. Yeah, you're a better joke teller. And at the end, they looked into the little baby's eyes and named it Frostbite. Frostbite, get it? Uh, yeah, yeah. About what that. do you get when you cross a dog and a what? What was the something that chases? I can't remember what it go. Oh, oh, never mind. <laughs> Maybe we can back up. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember what the joke was. Now that's bad. Yeah. Vampire walks into a coffee shop, orders a thing of hot water, takes out a used band aid, and says, "Tea time." Okay, that's disgusting. It's hilarious. So it's a vampire. So today, 
That's what they drink. Today was my birthday after. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. What? Vampires aren't real. I want so, my mummy. So, today was my birthday after. The birthday after? And it's Oof. kind of a continuation of my birthday. Okay. And so, I went out to breakfast with a couple of girlfriends from high school, and then my oldest son and his wife wanted to take me up to Olympia to eat some pho. Pho? Or pho. Pho? Yeah. That's I'm not weird. exactly. It's spelled P-H-O. Okay. And um, it's Vietnamese is it that, soup. Is it that the, the strip mall that has the five restaurants? Um, it's fee five fo fum. <laughs> oh, that's four. Never mind. No. It, it's behind Walgreens and Olympia. It's called Giants. Fee Fi Fo Fum. It's a, it's a Vietnamese restaurant, and it's basically a noodle soup. I got mine with tofu. Noodle soup. And we had, I had a tofu pho. That's too bad. Yeah. It was good. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. I wasn't there. I stayed home. You stayed home. Watched Little House on the Prairie and took a nap. Catherine was really sad because she likes to go to Olympia and go shopping. And then we went to Target. That was a big deal because Aberdeen doesn't have a Target. Mm. Yes, I know. I suppose that I, would be I'm good. very easily entertained. You are. Yes. Yeah. So, yep. And then we came home and we recorded a little segment with Ivy and Catherine before Catherine had to go back to doing her math homework uh -huh. and Ivy and Nathan went home. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll play that segment in, a, in just a few minutes. Okay. All right. Me, I just worked on... Um, I worked on a um, a parody song this last week, and I also uh, have been working on a website for a gentleman in Georgia. Yeah. Kathleen, Georgia is the name of, of the town that he's in. And he wasn't affected by the hurricane like... Georgia like, wasn't affected, no. Yeah. But some folks I did a children's song for in Connecticut were affected. Mm-hmm. And, and they, we haven't heard from them. Yeah, I did finally hear from him. He's did. been out of town for a week because of all of it. So yeah, I can imagine that's yeah. crazy. It is crazy. There's snowstorms and wind and rainstorms. I mean, not just little storms, but crazy. They called it the superstorm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so very crazy. So that's what I did this week. I was busy doing that, and then um, getting ready. I'm studying up on how to put my new studio together. So. Because the equipment's on its way. We got a few boxes here and there. And then the bulk of it comes this next week. Kind of exciting. Yeah, we're, we're going to need to get ready. By the way, I, I'm scheduling some time Sunday afternoon and Monday uh -huh. to help you with that. Oh, exciting. Yes, I know you're excited. You like you like my organizing help. I well, think. I don't know what I would do without it, you. So. Yeah. Because I'm just not organized at all. You're organizationally challenged. I wouldn't. I don't care. But you're organized in some ways because when it comes to like creative projects, you can figure out what you need to get done and do it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just the aftermath that you leave in your wake that needs some help. <laughs> well, if all life was like a computer, it would clean up itself. Well, you've had friends that have come visited. And they laugh at my desktop. And they laugh at your computer desktop because it's like, how in the world do you find anything? Because you have like, there is a method. Ten hundred. 
Ten hundred? Well, a, a thousand. <laughs> a thousand icons on your screen. Okay. It's very crazy. But you know what? I know where everything is. I don't I don't in my real clutter, but I do on my computer. I kind of know how to find stuff. Sometimes I do get frustrated because I'm looking for a particular thing and I can't remember what I called it. Hmm. And then it kind of is a bummer. Yeah. But other than that, you know, I don't quite honestly, I, I, I remember having a uh, secretary when I was at my other job and, and, uh, she was a young lady and she was, she was convinced that she was going to change the way I did things. <laughs> Never worked. Yeah. It hasn't worked for me in 26 well, years. It's because I don't think that it's a bad thing. I know that sounds really weird, but it's like, I'm just not wired that way. I don't do well at keeping everything organized and clean. And, and, you know, pristine. And t- quite honestly, I don't care. And so when it comes to that, I, some people think I'm slack because of that or be, or they think I'm bad because, or it's, it's a bad thing because I don't have everything just perfect. But I just can't, I don't work well that way. And, yeah. and I've come to the conclusion it's okay. Well, I've heard that, you know, I read a biography on Thomas Edison, who is a great inventor. And did a light bulb go on when you did that? He... Um, I'm ignoring that. Um, he made a comment that he didn't do well in school. Right. And because he didn't fit in the box of the way most kids learned. And he thought it was a waste of time to memorize tables and charts because you could just look in a book for that. <laughs> so he didn't waste his time with that. But then he was busy creating things and inventing mm-hmm. things and, and um, that's <laughs> I I can imagine that he probably drove people crazy too, just like you do. But well, you know, I, I get that a lot from people. They'll say, "Well, don't you play this game, or don't you play that game, or or what kind of music do you listen to?" And and you, I'll just be totally honest. I spend a lot of time creating this stuff, not actually listening to it, or not that I don't listen to it, mm-hmm. and not that I don't like music or games and stuff like that, or or jingles and stuff, but. My job is so is so that I'm creating content. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't. I mean, I do consume content. I listen to podcasts and I, when I can, and I listen to you know music when I can. But a lot of the time, I'm spent. I spend making the music or making the podcast or making the the uh, the parody song or whatever, and so I don't get to consume as much. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it, it it's funny because I was thinking about that the other day. I was thinking, wow, I I consume a far less amount of media than most people do because I'm making it. I don't know if that sounds. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying that's my what I do for a living. Yeah, and so that takes up a lot of your time. So it's yeah. hard to. I well, think it's just like writers. You know, I imagine they would like to read a lot more. But yeah, they but they're might writing. not have much time to read when they're writing and have right. deadlines to get the right. writing projects done. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that goes for just a lot of different things. But when I do web work now, when I'm working on websites, I can listen to stuff mm-hmm. and still concentrate on what I'm doing. Uh, so I, I envy those people that will get to work. Well, I don't know about that. I, I think it's fun when I get a chance to do that because then I can catch up on everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of times I'm just doing a lot of music, and so I can't. But I'm looking forward to the new recording system because I'm going to uh, learn how to do some cool new things. I'm excited. Compose some new music. Yep. It'll be fun. Yep. 
Wow, you're just really good at conversations. <laughs> like, she's not saying much. She's just kind of sitting oh, there. Oh, I'm, I'm still um, skimming through oh, some research. Why so. do you do that to me? You know, I, I just had some ideas. She of reads else while too. she's talking. Well, while she's even talking, she's skimming through stuff and not paying attention to anything I say. I could say, you know, hey, by the way, I saved back a thousand dollars for shopping tomorrow for you. Oh wow! And she, oh yeah! <laughs> now you that. hear me. Now you hear me. <laughs> That's never happened before. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> we were talking the other day, and weren't you saying something about? <clears throat> I can't remember about money, and I said, "Well, no, that that got shot down when I married you." I can't remember what it was. It was something goofy we were talking about. Oh, money. I, I said something about. Um, oh, it was okay. Here we go. This is what we we're going to talk about. You and Andrew went together, right? And got an upgrade for me for my birthday mm-hmm. for my iPhone. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised about that because I said, oh, my phone's still working. Well, my daughter-in-law needed a phone. so. Oh, so that's how you're so justifying that's it? That's how I'm justifying it because she's... Not, not that your family loves you and cares about she's you. She's really excited. Wanted well, to buy you something special. I feel special. guilty getting something that nice. Why? So, and, and part of it, too, she's, is... She didn't answer me. I just have a hard time spending money on myself. You like, didn't. I spent it on you. And okay. so did Andrew. Okay. Because I wouldn't have. Because as long as my phone works, I probably wouldn't have bought a new I one. I just want you to remember that, though. Okay. Down the road. What? Because you want one. Well, I'm just saying. Now, it was really interesting because you didn't want one with only 16 gigs. You wanted 32 well, gigs. Yeah, And you but were willing to go for the 16 gig. Because I didn't want to make you poor. You and didn't want us, when... You didn't want me to... I have to spend more money on it. But my point was you're if you pay a hundred dollars extra you get you get twice, m- a, twice as much memory money. and then you won't run out and you will be happy. So yeah, why not do it now? Just to, it'll have hope to that it all works me, out. It'll have to last me two years, that memory. And well it will because I'm getting the iPhone five next. Well yeah. But that's a whole year away. Yeah, so anyway I made the comment, oh, you know, I can get by with the smallest one because I don't want to make you poor spending that extra hundred dollars. And I, I said, need. well, honey, you you already did that a long time ago. <laughs> I didn't do that. Yes, you did. No, I didn't make you You said poor. I do. You did say I do. And that made you poor when I married you? It makes everybody poor when they marry somebody. <laughs> I don't care who they are. You, well, it's not about poor. It's just about... Uh, you spend a lot more money. Let's just put it that well, they, way. They used to say two can live as cheaply as one, but I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, what I like about you a lot is that you don't. Uh, you're not real materialistic, and I know a lot of ladies that are, and husbands that have a real hard time with that because they're trying to pay off the credit cards and the extravagance that that their wives want to live in, and very difficult, you know. But they do it, but it's hard. I, I like and you things, aren't like that, so I, I really like things it. to be com- comfortable and functional. Right, and I don't really. I Which mean, is why um, I don't care if it's like brand name, as long as it works. We could just pitch a tent in the yard, and you'd be happy, right? As long as it was comfortable and functional, it didn't no leak, and I was warm, maybe. But yeah, yeah sure. I am um, wrong. Our our tent leaked the last time we uh, tried yeah, camping well, in it. I, so yeah, no comment. <laughs> But no, I, I don't demand the largest house. But aren't you excited about are. your phone coming? It ships on the 16th. I think I am because um, 
I'm, cool. I'm used to my old iPhone mm-hmm. and um, I had maxed it out pretty much. So, you know, it, it'll be nice to have something with a little bit more speed. It'll have a little bit bigger half inch. A little inch. bit? A lot more. It'll Thank have you very much. a half inch larger screen. Yeah. It will have twice as fast download speed so yeah. that when I'm downloading ebooks or audiobooks from the library it won't take forever right so that'll be nice mm-hmm. i still will be stuck when i'm down cleaning my mom's house or doing things in raymond because my 3g or 4g in this case will not work down there yeah but for aberdeen um olympia when i work around this area it'll go, it fast. Will go a lot faster which will be nice yeah you'll like that it'll be really nice that'll be cool Yes, so my husband cool. has turned me into a geek. Well, I was yeah, always right. a bookie geek, but I wasn't a techie geek until the iPod Touch and stuff came along. Yeah. That made me a techie geek. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Have we bored everybody enough now? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> So why don't you play a little um A little promo. A little promo. I make a little promo. There. And then we'll be right back with our main subject. Today we're gonna be talking about Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yes. Which is amazing because well, we'll explain that in just one moment. On September twenty second, two thousand four. Oceanic Flight 815 left Sydney, Australia, bound for Los Angeles, and crashed on a remote and mysterious island somewhere in the South Pacific. The survivors quickly realized this was no ordinary island. The groundbreaking Emmy Award-winning drama Lost ran on ABC television from September 22, 2004 to May 23, 2010, and remains to this day one of the greatest television series of all time. Relive every moment of this amazing series as we reopen the hatch and take you deep inside each episode of this epic series. My name is Joyce. And I'm Al. And on our show, Lost Flight 815, we'll cover each episode of this immensely popular series in a unique way. We'll watch the show as we record and share our thoughts and Lost facts while you listen to the episode with us. So tune in to the Lost 815 podcast and visit us on the web at www.lostflight815.com and relive one of the greatest shows of all time. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at LostFlight815. Thanks for my awesome birthday present, you guys. You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Well, I have to say that um, I'm kind of amazed at this particular program. You folks don't know what a revolutionary thing this is. Mm-hmm. Because a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago now, when Harry Potter was all the rage, which I guess it still is, but at the time when it first came out, um, we were going to a very conservative church, and they all said it was evil. Mm-hmm. Of course, nobody had read it. 
Well, there was a bunch of people that had read it at the church, but they but were secretly, they wouldn't say anything to anybody. <laughs> yeah. And so they just were silent while everybody got persecuted and slapped across the wrist for for even mentioning Harry Potter. But uh, my wife was pretty adamant against it, didn't want her kids to be around it or anything. And I actually, I'd read the first chapter of Harry Potter. The and, first book, the one we're going to talk about. Yeah, tonight. and I thought, well, that's interesting, all right, but I just wasn't really into it. Now, I know a lot of people that are into Harry Potter and they really like it. I wasn't. But um, really interesting. I still am not. But my wife here has been enjoying it. Uh, my daughter-in-law likes well, it. And my, I guess my I figured after it. my daughter got me to to go through the whole Twilight series with her that, uh, and my daughter-in-law was really into Harry Potter as a child and got my son to watch the movies and stuff. I thought, well, I, I better know what this is about. So last week I um, downloaded the audiobook Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone from the library. Both my daughter and I downloaded it the same night. We both listened to it this week. And so we talk about it in the, in the interview. But before we do, I found some fasc- a fascinating article, an interview done by Sean Adler um, with MTV. And he Why would he interview MTV? He's from MTV. Oh, okay. And he is uh journalist okay and he interviewed jk rowling and it's who is jk rowling she is the author okay. of the harry potter series all right just so everybody knows you and can't just... um you know she was it's it's really interesting i i read a bio bio on biography.com about her and before she wrote harry potter um she was a single mother really struggling to get by she got the idea. Bet to, she's not struggling anymore. No, not. She's the 13th. At the, at the time the biography.com article was written, she was the 13th most wealthiest woman in the UK. <laughs> she's wealthier than the Queen of England. Wow. So she started out, though, a struggling single mom. She um, was on the train in um, the UK and came up with this idea. And when she first... Um, I think she was rejected at least one time, but finally sold the book for $4,000 to an American publishing company. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of that's history. Within um, a few years, she had the top three books on the um, New York's bestseller list. So, oh. And the fourth book, I believe it was, um, was the largest selling book like with the most pre-sales on Amazon so she you know it wasn't overnight success but you know within like 10 years she was a pretty rich lady Mm -hmm. but it's interesting because this article towards the end if I can find out she uses some scripture in in the Harry Potter books now and then now a lot of it is pagan and witchcraft so that's where some people might have some issues but it does deal with some central foundations of christianity christianity like resurrection theology life after death and and such um there's biblical quotations on tombstones which kind of makes sense because the 
you know, Christianity um, had played a huge part in the British and, you know, society, um, English society. But it was interesting when um, J.K. Rowling was asked about some of her choices. What choices? About having some Christian themes in there. Oh, okay. And and about believing in um, life after death. So I'm going to actually read some quotes that she has. It says, The truth is that my faith is sometimes that my faith will return. And I, I know it's a little awkward. It's something I struggle with a lot, she revealed. On any given moment, you ask me if I believe in life after death. I think if you poke me regularly through the week, I would come down with the side of yes, that I do believe in life after death. But it's something that I wrestle with a lot. It preoccupies me a lot. I think it's very obvious within the books that by the own the author's own acknowledgement, Harry Potter deals extensively with Christian themes um, may be somewhat ironic, considering that many Christian leaders have denounced the series for glamorizing witchcraft. When he was known simply as Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, the Pope himself condemned the books, writing that their subtle subductions which act unnoticed, deeply distort Christianity in the soul before it can, proper, can grow properly. For her part, Rowling said that she's proud to be on the numerous banned books list. <laughs> for her, um, as for the protest of some believers, well, she says it doesn't make them as gospel. She, she doesn't make them as gospel. So she's saying she's not putting them out as Christian books. Right. You know, um, she says, quote, I go to church myself, she declared. I don't take any responsibility for the lunatic fringes of my own religion. <laughs> so right. she herself claims to be a Christian. And a believer. And a, a believer. Um, she claims to believe in life after death and and even puts scripture quoted scripture in some of her books now you know some may argue like i did when my kids were little i don't want my kids learning witchcraft <laughs> and and i do think that until they know um make believe from you know fact from fiction that there needs to be some discretion and and i love c.s lewis i love um jr jr tolkien, tolkien. But when my children were preschoolers, I didn't feel that was appropriate for them. I didn't think they could understand what make-believe was yet. You know, when they got a little older and we could say, this is make-believe, and, and they could grasp what analogy was and what, um, you know, I just, you know, and every kid's different. You know, I talk about it in our interview with the... The two daughters, you know, I had one child that he got scared with Scooby-Doo, so I tried not to have him watch 
you know, cartoons had, had little ghosts and goblins in it because it scared him, you know. And every child's different. And some of them understand make-believe a little bit better. And you can just talk about the themes. They can understand these abstract things a little bit yeah, better and at different times. So you just need to know your kids. Now that my kids are older, I I feel like, you know, they can spit out the sticks, so to speak. You know, you can... They can watch something or listen to something objectively and say, you know, hey, that was a good point. That, you know, I'll take it or leave it. That I don't want at all. And they can have some, you know. Discernment. Discernment. That's the right word. Discretion. Discretion. Discernment. And, you know, it might not be a steady diet of Harry Potter or a steady diet of Chronicles of Narnia. But... There are some good points in in all of them that you can talk about. And well, I remember I remember reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and the whole series mm-hmm. of that, and it didn't make me want to go out and be a, a witch or a warlock. It didn't make me want to go out and. I mean, I think sometimes people get really extreme, mm-hmm. thinking that you know they take everything so literally when there's there's an element uh, of entertainment and an element of fantasy involved in these stories and it's like you know not everybody that reads uh, you know Lord of the Rings is going to go out and be a wizard it's just it's not that way yet that seems to be assumed in some circles yeah so yeah well you know I think again discernment you know take take time to talk about things with your kids have communication about it and um and that's really the key, I believe. Yeah, I think so, so. too. And <clears throat> I don't know why we got so crazy in, in different church circles and made it all sorts. I don't know. I just. Well, I, I, I talk about it in the interview, but, you know, some people say, well, there's there's spells in there that are real similar to real spells. Well, real spells, you know, spells are real. To some people, yes. Well, to some people, but are they yeah. really real? Um, to some people, they are. I mean, I wa- well, I don't think they are real though. So, so it's like, uh, it, you, I mean, I watched uh, the Jeff, uh, who's the host of Survivor, Jeff Probst, or how do you mm. say his last name? I don't know. Well, anyway, <clears throat> he has a talk show now, and I was watching. He dressed up like a psychic. Mm-hmm. They made makeup on him and everything, and and he and he. Uh, a guy that used to be a psychic that wrote a big book debunking it all mm-hmm. came and sat in the back room and then talked in an earpiece in Jeff's ear and he was able to convince three people that came in for a reading that he was a real psychic and then revealed of course who he was and brought him on the show and they talked about it and and uh, and there was people in the audience that were actually that they did that as a job they were psychics as a job and they were really upset with this because they were proving that there really isn't any psychics. And they were talking about, you know, reading language, you know, how they read people and, you know, all these different things. And he was, I mean, the guy was very convincing as far as, I mean, he could he could read people really easy, but he's he goes, I'm not a psychic. I just know how to read people. Mm-hmm. And I know how to suggest things and I know how to get them to, you know, feel this way and feel that way. And he, so he debunked it. So when you, you know, when you say, you know, some people think spells are real. Well, some people think psychics are real too, but mm-hmm. they're not. 
Yeah, well, maybe. I, I know that. <laughs> you, believe I, in, you believe in ghosts? I, you know. I, Are I'm ghosts not sure. There's, real? There's a lot of really interesting. shopping list. May, maybe we need to do a Mysteries of the Bible again because th- there's scriptures in the Bible that talk about life and death is in the power of the tongue, blessing and cursing. So I think that, you know, there is power in words. And it may be just the fact that it can crush people's spirit when you say negative things to them. Mm. You know, um, there's power in blessing people. It can, it can encourage people and bring life to them when you, you know, say uplifting things. So, you know, is there a placebo effect that happens that, that causes people to have a better outlook on life sometimes or, or the opposite can happen when, when, you know, they hear bad news or, you know, are told something in a mean way. Um, I, I know the Bible from beginning to end talks about blessing and cursing. And, and so it, that might be interesting to bring some, some strange passages of scripture out sometime and talk about them uh, in that in that context of blessing and cursing and there and it looks like you got ourselves (laughs) a we got ourselves a subject and and it does talk uh, about um how in the the old testament it was forbidden to partake in witchcraft but it it talked about saul going and talking to a medium who supposedly talked to the dead, and that was forbidden to do, but he did it anyway. Bring out your dead. So there, I don't, you know, I'm not sure. I think that there are things we don't understand. (laughs) I'm not saying I believe in ghosts, but I do think that there's life after death. Let me say this. I would believe in angels and I would believe in demons more than I believe in ghosts. And I mean, whatever they call them. Yeah. I think there's more of a spiritual aspect to it than there than most people think. Yeah, I, ju- I just think that, you know, there's a lot we don't understand about life, and I'm not The paranormal. Dum, 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 dum. I'm not, I wouldn't probably trust anyone that called themselves a psychic. This week on um, Ghost Hunters. But I do think that there is... Rick and Amy Moyers. Power in words and power in action. Research, cursing, and blessing. Yes. On Ghost Hunters. No. I was going to say Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Yeah, I ain't afraid I, of no ghosts. I think that probably I would be skeptical of at least 98% of the stuff that's out there. But yeah. but I do think that there's more we better, to, than we can see. We better play your interview or you're never going to get to it. Okay. <laughs> well, so this. here's Amy and she's talking to my daughter Catherine and to our daughter-in-law Ivy. are today and we're kind of having a girl's time here and the guys might chip in once in a while but oh yes I probably will that was Rick but I'm here with my daughter Catherine say hi Catherine hello and my daughter-in-law Ivy hi and we're talking about an interesting subject now I have only listened to the first book of the Harry Potter series 
it's Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Mm -hmm. um, now, Ivy, you are quite the proficient Harry Potter reader because you've you've read the whole series, haven't you? Almost the whole series. Almost the whole series. <laughs> so she's our expert today. And Catherine, you're just a little bit beyond me, right? Yeah, I've read the... Um, well, I listened, actually, because I don't really have time to read lately with college and all. But I have listened to the first book, and I've also listened to half of the second book. Okay. Well, yes. now, um, Ivy is going to give us a little summary here, hopefully, of the first book, and and I can chip in because I just finished listening to it, so it's really fresh in my mind. So if you if you need help, but can you give us kind of just a little plot synopsis? You're a wizard, Harry. That was our Sunday. You're a Harry wizard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with yeah. that aside, talk louder though. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the Sorcerer's Stone is about this really secretive stone that everyone's trying to keep secret and they don't want anyone to know they have it. And this guy has been sort of planted in the school. Um, Professor Quirrell. Yeah, like Squirrel, but Quirrell. Yes. And <laughs> he um, he's trying to steal it because... For some reason, he knows about it. But, but uh, you don't know this the yeah. entire time. Like, I was shocked, like, because I didn't even expect it, because yeah, well, it was meant to be that way, too. The mm -hmm. the character of Coral, Professor Coral, he comes it's across like a very meek, frightened, um, neurotic professor. He's, like, scared of his own He's shadow. New. He's very new, too. Well, it's his first year there, I believe. So you don't see this coming mm -hmm. at all, but he's in league with someone. Mm -hmm. Beach, who shall not be named. The he guy on the back of his head. Oh, and yeah, you probably don't want to listen spoiler to this. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, to really any of this. Because <laughs> we just gave it But he yeah. wears a but. turban that smells like garlic. <laughs> and, and it has um, a little insect in it. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of gross. But um, he's in All league insects. with the evil, bad character, Lord... Voldemort. He who shall not be named. He who shall not be named. Lord Baltimore? Now, Lord Baltimore, Mort, he has something to do with the main character. Now, who's the main character? Harry. Harry Potter. Potter. And Harry was a baby at the beginning of the book, right? Mm -hmm. Very correct. Now, what happened? To change his little life. Well, his parents were killed by he who shall not be named. And he tried to kill Harry as well. Okay. Yes. I don't know what am I supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, that's about fine. But, um, basically, I don't know how to explain. His mom intercepted. Yeah, his mom interceded for him and saved his life. Yes, but her and then he had, and then he had a, a scar that symbolized this whole thing. Uh, uh, a lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Yeah. So that's the beginning of the book, and he went to go live with his aunt, aunt and uncle, uncle. Aunt most Petunia horrible, and Uncle Vernon that were very. 
creepy. They, I mean, they were not loving um, foster um, parents at all. They were. And his little cousin was a little devil thing. Yeah, Dead kind me. of a little yeah. selfish little brat. He did. So when he turned eleven, what happened? Kept getting letters in the mail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at first, his uncle would not let him have it. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Um, and they even went on a trip and went to this little island thinking they wouldn't get mail there. Mm-hmm. And they got lots of mail because it wasn't ordinary mail. It was, like, magical mail. And you it can was kind of sense mail. that the aunt it was jealous of her sister for being a witch and having this special mm-hmm. talent. And they didn't want anything to do with it because of that. And you know what the best yeah. thing about Sundays is? No post on Sundays. No post on Sundays. Very good, Nathan. Very good. <laughs> okay, Nathan, that's enough now. So, where does where does Harry go after he was eleven? <gasps> Hogwarts. 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 And who took them to Hogwarts? Nathan, Catherine. Hagrid. Hagrid. Now, I asked you before we started the podcast who your favorite character was. Hagrid. Why is Hagrid your favorite character? He's just a lovable person. Is he like a normal person? Oh, not at all. He's really odd and wacky and weird, but nice. Can you physically describe Hagrid? He's like a giant, big, fluffy guy, I guess. Huge guy. Yeah. But with it, it seems like he has a big guy, but... A big heart. Big heart, soft-hearted. To go along with yeah. So, um, Ivy, why did you like this series? We kind of, I mean, we don't want to give away too much about the book because we want people to read it, but why did you like this series? Well, it kind of, if you're a kid who was kind of an outcast when you were little, um, you can probably relate to the way that the characters are put into their environment. Um, and it sort of says, you know, it's about friendship and, um, I don't know, keeping away, I don't know, I don't know where I was going with it. <laughs> so, Harry, Harry definitely felt like an outcast. He was raised mm. by people who didn't love him out- for he was most bullied of at his, school as well. Too. For most of his childhood, he lived in a mm-hmm. closet under the stairs or something, a cupboard, mm-hmm. and, and even with when rats he was at, yeah. and spiders and and um, and even yeah, and yeah, even at school, his his um cousin would make sure that he didn't have any friends as well, and because yeah. um, he was and he never had decent well. clothes. He always had his cousin leftovers, leftovers that were way that, too big for him. Yeah, it didn't yes. fit because they. They didn't feed Harry ever enough, and his cousin always had twice as much as he needed. So his cousin was really fat, and Harry was really skinny. But it kind of all changed when he went to Hogwarts. He then became the popular one. Yeah, well, he became popular. He didn't know his whole life that he was famous in this magical community because of what happened with his parents. He was the only one that ever survived an attack of the one who shall not be named. Yeah. 
So he was famous because of that. So he went to school already kind of popular. Um, I bet in a in bad way to some with um one of his professors, he was not popular at it's all. It's the Hogwarts train. Okay. What is going on? Stop. It's the Hogwarts So um my oldest son needs a spanking because he keeps on moving chairs. Oh! That wasn't me. Okay. <laughs> So, Nathan, go sit down, please. (laughs) (laughs) So, now, I would say the whole series is is definitely a spiritual series because it's dealing to some degree, to a large degree, with with witchcraft and spells and sorcery and, um, and yet... In a way, when you when you look at the whole thing, after listening to the first book, that is part of it. But to me, the theme, like you said, was more about friendship and loyalty. So yeah, and see that. and having each other's backs, caring for each other. And how the mom took her all night for her sons and. Yeah, and that, that was what, the part when I was listening to it, I thought, I have to remember this part. I have to remember this part. Because, like you just said, there's one part where Harry had been told his whole life that his parents had died, died in a car, car crash. crash. And then he lived with people who didn't love him, didn't care about him. But then he found out that... His parents not only cared about them, him, but they cared about him so much that they would lay down their lives for him. That his mother, they, the father was killed first. And the mother, I guess, now did you get this when you watched it, Ivy? The what? mother's life, or listened to it, or read it, <laughs> um, that the mother's life wasn't necessarily in danger. That, that... I didn't really Vold, catch that just because I Voldemort I was, went after the father and then was going after Harry. And the mother got in the way and fought back. And her fighting back against him, she ended up sacrificing herself. But her great love for her son, that unconditional, unselfish, sacrificial love, not only saved Harry then, but was more powerful than any magic that could come after him, even after that happened. And it kind of put a seal of protection on him that the evil couldn't get to him because mm-hmm. of that seal of that pow- powerful, powerful love. And that part of the book was the most redeeming aspect. And you know, the concepts of friendship and, and those things were really cool too. Mm-hmm. But coming from a, a biblical or a Christian perspective, seeing that example, I mentioned that this, the movie Jungle Book that Disney put out, um, it had the same kind of concept. And they even used the scripture in Jungle Book where it says, Greater love has no man than this, than he that lays life down for a friend. And the Bible says, um, Now abide faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. 
that there is a supernatural power or force in sacrificial love. And that is a biblical concept that I, I know some people don't believe in supernatural, even though this book is all about supernatural. But from a biblical point of view, love is the greatest supernatural force. Mm-hmm. And love can conquer all. Love can cover a multitude of faults or sins. And and I thought, out of everything in that book, I thought, that is a powerful statement about the mother's love and how that was more powerful than any dark magic that could happen. So that's what I came away with with the book. Now, Catherine, you've started into the next book. What are you thinking so far? What's the next book called? Um, that chamber, chamber of secrets, secrets, I believe. Um, it has been interesting so far. I'm liking it. I'm not like super much into it where I can actually know the whole concept, the whole, you know, the whole Uh book, but you like it so far. And Ivy, you've gone through pretty much the whole series. Have, Have there been any books you've missed? Have you, have you gone through the last one that she put out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched the movie for the last... Well, I, I did watch or read the book um, for the last one and watch the movie. But there are a couple that I didn't read. I just went by the movie mm-hmm. or listened now, to the do book. You, what do you think? Now, for me, I, I almost always like the books better. The books but. have a lot more details, and sometimes they do change it in the movie. But it also makes mm-hmm. it a little... Well, for them, it makes it faster... But it also allows you to see things a little better if they change the way it's presented. Because in the last book, it got really confusing in one of the parts. Um, And I didn't know what was going on. I went over it a couple times and just didn't understand it. But when I saw it in the movie, I was going, oh, that's what happened. (laughs) Yeah, it can can be like that as well, can't it? Um, But yeah, I even noticed I only watched part of the first movie actually at Ivy's house one time. And I noticed that just from me, like, the beginning of the book was way different than the beginning of the movie, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And, yeah, so, like, I noticed that right away. I was like, huh, this isn't what I thought we were watching. And then, uh, um, of course, got into the stuff that I do remember watching as well. But Cool. Well, maybe we'll get together in a few more weeks and talk about the next book. I haven't listened to it yet. So, we can maybe just do a little Harry Potter reviews here and there. Um, it's kind of interesting because our kids weren't allowed to read Harry Potter when they were little because I wasn't oh, sure no, about it. Oh, no, I was it. totally not I wasn't sure about it because of to. the whole witchcraft thing. And, and totally um, evil. <laughs> now, our kids, our kids did, when they got older, watch C.S. Lewis's... Um, Narnia series because and that has witchcraft in it and they watch Lord of the Rings but when they were really little I wasn't sure if they could understand um, the difference between fiction and nonfiction and and I didn't want them to be scared I know this sounds funny but you just mm. have to tell them the difference between yeah. what's real and what's not real yeah when they were really little like scooby-doo scared them and stuff so, so, so just nathan just nathan but, 
But, you know, so you kind of have to know when your kids are ready to understand that. They sometimes don't understand real and make-believe right away. And so you have to kind of know when they're ready to understand that. And um, J.K. Rowling's, that's her name, right? Mm -hmm. She did research some witchcraft so that she kind of, you know, like if I was... If I was going to write a do Well if I was gonna if I was going to write a historical fiction novel, I would resource I would research that period of history so that I would get things kind of correct and and I think that was one of the criticisms that some people had was like, I don't want my kids reading that because she actually researched some you know, real spells and stuff. And she didn't do, you know, she didn't do them exactly like that, but she, she wanted well, to she be intended a little bit to, authentic. Yeah. She intended for anyone to actually go out and... Now, the first one that I listened witchcraft. to, I didn't really feel like, you know, like, I'm not going to be tempted to go do witchcraft. Yeah, anything. like, I didn't feel at all tempted. But, so I was but you know, story. I, I knew one kid when I was, um, when we were youth pastors that got into witchcraft, um, from listening to or reading The Hobbit. It the just, Hobbit? The Hobbit. And it was written by a Christian author. And, you know, and so I, I think, you know, whatever you do, you just have to kind of um, think about things a little well, bit. And you have to stick to what you know. Yeah, yeah. what you believe. So it, it was kind of interesting. Um, the Bible says, above all else, guard your heart. And so, you know, you're careful about what you kind of spend all your time thinking about. But I I did find in this first book of Harry Potter some good points to hold on to and to think about that were um, biblical kind of points about, about loyalty, about um, sacrifice and love. So that's kind of what I came uh, away from it with and... Next time, we'll find out what happens in the next book. That sound good? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you, guys or girls. Thank you, ladies. Well, there you go. Nice little discussion on Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. What do you think, dear? Well, I guess it really doesn't matter what I think, but let us know what sure you think. Anyone who listened to the podcast, let it, let us know. What do you think about Harry Potter? Do you think it's bad? Do you think it's good? Do you think it's mindless entertainment? Or do you think it's real like ghosts? Mm, no. Write to us. Yeah, you can write to us at rick at takehimwithyou.com or, or amy at takehimwithyou.com. That's correct. Or you can get a hold of us at our website at, our website mm-hmm. at takehimwithyou.com. Com. And um, we would love to hear from you. We would. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I didn't hear. I, I don't think I heard from anyone last week at all. Really? On, our, on the second of part course, of the sermon. Uh, no, no. I, I take that back. I did hear from somebody who... Got distracted and couldn't hear the last part, and they wanted. Uh, it was Shirley. Yeah, Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Hi, Shirley. She's awesome, by the way, and she didn't get to hear the last. And she wanted me to tell her what happened. So, 
And we told her, listen to the next one. <laughs> I know, but I ended up telling her, I think. So, Because um, she's yeah. so cool. But we love to hear from you. We do. So, so thank you, Shirley. Do. You are. I take it back. You did tell me that you enjoyed it. So thank you. And um, I usually don't make shameless plugs for support of our podcast. But since we have just signed a contract <sighs> to upgrade our equipment, if anyone wants to chip in to help us make those lease payments, you're welcome we to. We would really appreciate it. <laughs> They're not a huge amount, but... Um, they're kind of huge to us. <laughs> well, it's a couple hundred dollars a month, but it's yeah. not. I mean, I we could have taken a lot of a bigger one, but we decided to go with a, a more small one. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it really helps. I mean, you know, a lot of people listening could afford to give maybe ten bucks a month, and if you know, if even a small percentage of our listeners did that, we would have more than enough to pay for that. And another reason why we may not have heard from some of our listeners well, this yeah, week the is they've been without power, like. Yeah, but we have listeners eight all million, over the globe. Eight million from the plus UK to Japan to Coast. Russia to to Canada to Mexico, Mexico, Australia, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got them all over. Yeah, fun, cool listeners like you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. We really, really appreciate it. Very, 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 very much. Yes. So there. Yeah. So, is there anything else that we need to talk about? It sounds like we maybe have a podcast subject here yeah. about blessing and cursing. That would be an <laughs> like interesting the Bible subject. Says. Yeah. yeah. So, and I like that idea. Maybe we could do that next week. Yeah, I'll have to do a little research. I'm a research maniac. I like to research. You do like to research, and I like to poke fun at you researching. Yeah. But that's do. just me. Mm-hmm. I know people don't think that's nice, but I think it's funny. Ha ha ha. <laughs> well happy birthday Amy. well thank you and I'll, I'll let everyone know when my my phone gets here how I like it yeah it's gonna be similar to what I'm already used to which is nice so I don't have to learn too much different no you're not gonna have to learn uh, a bunch different it's just gonna be faster yeah my daughter already has one you know my friend Marco mm-hmm. has an iPad mini uh, how's he like it he says it's really cool so far hmm. I've got the total you know he's just got it so Give him, I'll give him the weekend, and then I'll ask him on Monday, what do you think? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So good job, Marco, getting that. Yeah. My friend Chris, mm-hmm. he's been painting on the Voyager, the guy that I do the uh, Ragtag Fugitive podcast with. Uh, yeah, the one you sent him. Yeah, I sent him one for uh, the By Voyager. By the way, did you birthday. order your light kit yet for your- I have not. I'm going to order the light kit for my Viper that my friend Jeff got me. Uh, for my birthday. Oh, and also for your birthday, you my got... Colonial Viper. You got several um, oh, yeah. Amazon gift cards. I ordered season two of The Next Generation because, on Blu-ray, baby. Because good things come to those who wait. Yeah. And you They just dropped the price on it. Because they, they dropped the price. It was... Half. Hum- no. It was half. So it was really kind of s- pretty spendy. It's still not, you know... Hey, Penny, I'm just excited. But, it's but I pre-ordered it. It'll be here on the day that it's released. But your mother gave you an Amazon gift card, and so did your oldest son and daughter-in-law. Yeah. And so between the two gift cards, you were able yeah. to get your yeah. DVD set. So It's not DVD. Oh, Blu-ray Thank you. set. Thank you. See, okay, I have a question. With 20... With 20 minutes extra on Measure of a Man, I which we're going to see in the theater. I have a way. question for our podcast listeners. Okay. Am I the only one, or can can someone else tell me if they can't really tell the difference between Blu-rays and DVDs? I can't tell the difference. So let me know 
if you really think that Blu-rays are so much better than DVDs, I can't tell. Well, they're high definition. But DVDs seemed high definition to me. Well, they're not. I can't tell the difference, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you're like me, I think my mother-in-law, your mom agrees with me. She can't really tell the difference between a a Blu-ray and a DVD. They look the same to her. Well, the physical disc doesn't look the same. Okay, but the thing that you that's on the screen is what counts. Right. And I can't tell the difference between them. All right. Except for the boxes are smaller. Okay. That's it. And they're blue. They're blue boxes, and yeah. they're shorter. Thus, Blu-ray. Yeah, I don't get it. What's the big deal about the shorter box? Makes them better. No, it just makes them different. <laughs> I guess. So you know if you're pulling out a Blu-ray or a DVD. Oh, yeah. Unless you get it from Why are we Red getting Box on this? We're on this again. We're, we're talking again. Okay. So this has been a Moira Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved. I think I drank too much tea today. I think so. Hopefully Thanks, everybody. I'll be able to sleep tonight. Visit our website. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Takingwithyou.com. You're funny. Good night. Good afternoon. Good morning. Okay. I'm done. Are you done? I'm done. Have a good night. You too. Or morning. Yeah. Or whenever they listen to this. Henderson here, and I am excited to have three of the top Fringe Division agents with us today, so... Since we're here, we might as well take advantage of the situation and just talk about... About how the Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan podcast is proud to be podcasting about this fifth and final season of the TV show Fringe? Oh, I'm sorry if at this moment when the universe is collapsing, I forgot the magic word. For magic word, you meant FringeCastingPodcast.com, right? Well, let's not jump to conclusions. I'm not. I don't really know what to say. It's all right, Olivia. You go ahead and fight the Baldies with Etta out on the Fringe, and I'll remind our friends to check out the Fringe Casting Podcast at fringecastingpodcast.com. 
Now, I'm off to get my co-host Dan out of some amber. Thank you for your attention and have a nice day. And egg sticks. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes.